and you are. Waiting on you, Joe. Joe, do the intro. Joe, come on. How long are you going to take with this? Hola, gracias, personas. <laughs> Bienvenidos a la podcast. I don't a have all day. Jefe Bog. Jefe. <laughs> that was my Spanish name in high school. Now, do the real intro for everybody listening. Joe, there's confusion out there. There the is masses. confusion out there, and they're really disappointed in my pretty deplorable Spanish. <laughs> Uh, thanks for joining us today, everyone, for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Hefe Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. But when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all of that information overload and choose what governs our lives? As we pray and process these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Correct, Hefe? Correct. Yeah, questions. Bueno. That's, uh, that's Cleveland for questions. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Just kidding. I actually, it's, it's amazing. I don't, I'm not completely fluent in Spanish at all. I probably speak, speak it, speak. See, now I don't have English down. Uh, speak at like a three to four year old level, like enough to kind of get by, but don't ask me to get deep on anything. But I was just in Guatemala last week. And so, like, Whenever I get back from a trip, that's when it's the most prevalent in my brain, and I sometimes literally start speaking in a version of Spanglish, where it's just like that word, this word, that word, that phrase. I'm like, oh yeah, hang on a second, let yeah, me, let me go back. I don't know how translators that do it for a living do it. Just all that back and forth. So my, you know, Heidi, my wife is mm-hmm. Brazilian, mm-hmm. so her her native language is Portuguese, mm-hmm. and then Spanish is kind of like a cousin to Portuguese. So mm-hmm. she's. She's decently fluent. Mm-hmm. She same thing. Like probably can't have heart conversations, but can certainly communicate. And then she learned English, and she's fluent in English. So when we first got married, she uh, we were down in uh, McAllen, Texas, and she was speaking Spanish all day and was translating for me from English to Spanish all day. So we went to bed that night, and. Um, <laughs> For some reason, the alarm clock went off. Like it was set, it was supposed to go off at like 5 p.m. It went off at 5 a.m. It was like this mistake. So she woke up and in and, and Portuguese, she told me to shut the alarm off. I'm like, what, honey? And so she said it again in Spanish. <laughs> and I go, you have to say it in English, sweetie. She's like, turn the alarm clock off. <laughs> so it gets locked in your brain. It does. Yeah. yeah. I've traveled. I mean, obviously you have, but I've traveled on a couple of mission trips with her. And she's, she's incredible. She really can bounce between those yeah, pretty she'll, quickly. She'll pick it up. She's got to kind of be in country, mm-hmm. but she'll pick it up real quick. Yeah. And she's good at it. That's fun. But she'll do that with like Italian, with all those... Latin, the romance language, the romance yeah. languages, yeah. Yep. She'll, she, she's amazing with it. Yeah, that's my only hope. I've been to Brazil the one time with you years ago, and then um, even when I'm in like French speaking areas and stuff, like, oh, I'm like, oh, I recognize that phrase, or I recognize that word, or I see what they're doing there. And so you can see the similarities, and that's coming from a complete novice. So, yeah, uh, it's pretty cool how all that I works. speak English, a little bit of redneck, some and sarcasm, hillb- very fluent, some hillbilly, and some sarcasm. That's right. <laughs> Very fluent in these things. That you are. That you are. Well, speaking of which, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the no. subject. Nope. Nope. <laughs> not at all. Uh, what do you think about redneck culture? No. Uh, our submitted question for the day was: uh, Is baptism necessary for salvation? 
And so our listener, we've talked a bunch actually in our semi-recent episodes about different religions, different faiths, what's it mean to be a follower of Jesus, what's necessary. Well, one of the questions then came back in is like, well, do we have to be baptized? There are passages that might lead you to think so. There are others that might say not so much. Jeff, do we need to be baptized to be saved? No, is the, is the quick answer. So, uh, but we, we want to, you need to stay tuned here because mm-hmm. there's a bigger conversation. So the answer is no. We are saved by grace through faith alone. So there is no work that we must do outside of the work of loving the one who God sent, so loving Jesus, the repentance of sin. There's no work or act that we must do in order to receive our salvation. And um, and so baptism is a work. It's something that we do mm-hmm. in response to our salvation. Now, it's interesting. There, There's going to be pastors maybe that listen to this, and, and if they're not listening, there's certainly pastors who disagree with me about this. And what they will say is, no, there's passages that they believe and they were baptized, and they believe and they were baptized. And so I will ask questions like, well, what about the thief on the cross? Sure, yep. And they'll say, no, that was an act of grace. I'm like, right, so you're saved by grace. Uh, what about um, what about the person who cries out for salvation uh, as the plane is crashing? What about the person, the soldier in the foxhole mm-hmm. that cries out for salvation? What about the person on their deathbed? Do you believe that they receive salvation? And their their answer to that argument will be, God is a God of grace, and so he shows grace. And I'm like, right, so we're saved by grace. We're not saved by baptism. Mm-hmm. So I would believe that thoroughly and strongly, <clears throat> that at its very, very core, salvation is by grace through faith alone. And it it is Christ who does the work of our salvation. It's the Spirit that draws us to repentance through His kindness. It's God who makes us aware of our sin through the law. That's the purpose of the law. Uh, But it is Christ who does our salvation. The only thing that we are doing is receiving the work that He has done, Hmm. right? So, no you do not need to be baptized in order to be saved. Now, Joe, you should ask me a follow-up question. I should ask you a follow-up question. If you were in my shoes, what question would you like me to ask you at this moment? (laughs) Ask me the spiritual significance of baptism is what I would ask myself. Yeah, I um, let me look at here my show notes here. Okay, so why is baptism important then if you don't need it for salvation? (laughs) Because there is a spiritual significance to baptism that's akin to the spiritual significance of communion, Mm. that these are not hollow acts. So baptism is not you getting wet. Mm. That's Mm. swimming, (laughs) right? (laughs) Communion is not you drinking grape juice and eating crackers. That's, you know, that's cocktail hour. (laughs) So... Christ attaches spiritual significance. Something spiritual occurs when you are baptized. Mm -hmm. It is not salvation. 
nor is baptism, in my view, simply uh, a callous act um, of, uh, of getting wet. Something happens when you say, as a believer, so I, we would believe in what's called believer's baptism. <clears throat> That's why we say baptism is a response to our salvation. Sure, yep. So I accept Christ's grace by faith. And then when I am baptized, it's my coming out. I am, I am publicly proclaiming that I'm going to follow Christ. Um, and, this, and by that act of obedience, something deepens and enriches my interaction with Christ. Mm. So I receive the Holy Spirit when I accept salvation by grace. So I'm not receiving the Holy Spirit. I'm not receiving salvation. I'm not um, amping up my spiritual superpowers, but I am publicly obeying Christ sometimes for the first time, mm -hmm. and I'm publicly identifying myself with Christ, and I'm publicly proclaiming that I believe I died to myself and my sin, and I'm resurrected again in Christ. And something spiritual happens in that place. God enters and empowers that relationship in a different way. I would make that akin to a wedding ceremony, mm -hmm. right? So are you saved because... I did your wedding, actually. You so did. Are you saved because I signed a piece of... Are you married because I signed a you piece were, of... I am not saved because you signed no, a piece yeah, of paper. I mean, <laughs> are you married because I signed a piece of paper? No. Are you married because we stood in front of people? No. Are you married because you repeated phrases that I had you repeat? No. Why are you married? Is that rhetorical? No. No. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm married because I committed my life before God to my wife and vice versa. You made a covenant to Mandy and a covenant mm -hmm. to God that he's a part of. So what is, is the wedding ceremony shallow? No. Or is it a holy time mm -hmm. when you are publicly announcing, committing, and so to say embarking on that covenant as mm -hmm. a married couple? Sure. Right? So you can get wet mm -hmm. or you can be baptized and God enters that moment. Mm -hmm. You can get married, go to the judge, get married, right? Sure. Or you can have a ceremony in which Christ is purposely represented and you're not really it's not it's not just your love for Mandy, but like your commitment, your covenant that the two of you are making to right. God. Yep. Is celebrated or recognized. Mm -hmm. uh, you can eat crackers and grape juice whenever you want. Mm -hmm. But why is it when we take communion, right? So why did Jesus, like the, the, some traditions believe that the, the cracker, the bread becomes the body of Christ and the, the wine becomes the blood and the priest does a miracle. I'm like, no. Because Jesus gave us the symbols, he could have cut his arm and had people drink his blood. Sure. And he could have said, take a bite out of me. Mm -hmm. So he gave us symbols, but there, there's a sacredness, not because you ate a cracker and you drank grape juice, but because you've invited God 
into a time where you're remembering his death until he comes back. It's similar to use that wedding, and we talk about it, uh, baptism being a lot like the wedding ring a lot. There's not really that much significant to the wedding ring. Matter of fact, even today, so many people, this wedding ring I'm wearing right now, I think it was like $1.49. Uh, you know, like the, the actual circle, the actual material itself, yeah, no the, big deal. It's, it's literally value, not worth much. Yeah. But I wear it because of the the value of the symbol of my love for this person. And, and I can't imagine the insult that it would have been for uh, Mandy if she's like, hey, now that we're married, would you wear a ring saying to the world that you're married? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You know, and, you're, and it's because it's not about the the act. It's not about the symbol. It's about the relationship that the symbol uh, signifies. Yeah. And, and that's the sacred part. I'm looking at Jasmine, who wears a rubber yeah. ring ring because she likes to climb, and Jason, who's helping, he doesn't even have one on. So, well, <laughs> but but I'm real <laughs> confident they love their husband and their wife. You know? Yeah, right. So like it, it it's there. It's a rela- it's a spiritually relational event. Yep. Baptism is tied directly to our walk with Christ. Mm -hmm. It's not tied to our salvation. Right. So it's more than water. Uh, Communion is tied directly to our walk with Christ and the body of Christ, the church, remembering the power of his death and resurrection until he returns. It's not whether you use bread, crackers, leaven, unleavened, grape juice, or wine. Right. Now, Jeff, um, if, I, if I'm someone that would say I'm a follower of Christ, if I'm listening to this, I'm like, yeah, I follow Jesus. I'm very interested in what he has for my life, but I've not yet been baptized as someone that follows Jesus. Is the ship sailed? Should I just, like, not worry about it? It's no big deal? Like, what, what would... What should I do if I'm in those shoes? In my view, you should feel convicted that you have not obeyed Jesus' directive to be baptized, and you should be baptized. Yeah. You, you should publicly announce, pronounce your love and your surrender to Jesus Christ, and you should follow his command to be baptized. There are certain things with Christ. People, everybody, all conservatives are about ready to wig out right now. So don't email me. I don't want to hear it. There are certain things about Christ that are mysterious. Mm-hmm. I don't know every nuance of why we should be baptized. This is where <laughs> all my conservative friends are freaking out because because I was raised. There's an answer, and I'm like, those answers here. This will help you guys that are freaking out. Those answers of why you should be baptized are actually correct. And then there's more to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't fully know it. Mm-hmm. It's a mystery. I just know that it's important. Same thing's true with communion. Why do you have communion? Well, Jesus commanded it. I'm like, right. What happens in communion? What, what is it about communion that makes it sacred and holy? It's not, it's not the act it's the position of the heart. The act is meant to get us to a position. There's a there's a mystery to it. Marriage is that way. Mm-hmm. Why why is marriage sacred? Why isn't it just practical? Yep. Right. Why isn't it just legal? 
because there's a whole, there's a covenant, there's a holiness to it. And the ceremony reflects the covenant, like communion reflects the covenant, like baptism reflects the covenant. Mm -hmm. So there's times that we, I think we have to live in the mystery. I, Jesus, uh, is, or or the scripture is very clear that there, God's ways are higher than our ways. Mm -hmm. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. There's parts of this that we're not going to understand, but we can ex- experience. Let me let me describe it this way. I don't know why I love my daughter so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, she's your daughter. I know, but my my dog's my dog. Well, she's your flesh and blood. Well, so's my sister. Sure. Well, she. I'm like. There's a point where, like, my my, all my children, my my sons and my daughter, my daughter-in-laws, like, why do you love them so deeply? I'm like, I. There's a mystery to it. Mm -hmm. I can't fully. If if I tried to answer you intellectually, I'm gonna fall short. If I tried to answer you emotionally, I'm gonna fall short. Mm I have to answer you relationally mm-hmm. and you have to be able to understand that relationally or it doesn't make any sense. If we could explain emotions flawlessly, we wouldn't need emotions. Right. We would just be able to explain the information. You wouldn't have to feel anything. Right. Like, well, this is what's happening and therefore I do these things because blah, 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 and blah. And if all you ever did was feel anything, you wouldn't need words or logic. Right. <laughs> the, and I love that you're landing on the relational side of it because there's a there's an element to all of this that it's like because you're in a connected relationship with Jesus and he asked us to do it. I do things I don't want to do for people I love all the time. Yeah. Do you know how many times I've played princess stuff with my daughter because of how much <laughs> I love her? I have no interest in sitting down and doing Anna and Elsa. Like none. I'm so happy and willing to do it with my daughter, though. Do you know... <laughs> my <laughs> my buddy was talking about this. He goes, do, do you know how rare it would be that I'm just going to go outside and start moving heavy boxes? I mean, I would like never do it. But if a friend or a family member was like, hey, can you help me move this weekend? Sure. For how many hours? I will help you all day long. Yeah. Because I love you. I don't like the activity at all. But the relationship makes the activity a no-brainer. Yeah. And I've heard some folks say things like, even the practicality of baptism, I don't want to get wet in front of people. I don't like to be up in front of people. Or, you know, I don't want to share some of my thoughts and why I'm following Jesus in front of people. I'm like, I don't know that yeah. that's what's being... I mean... <laughs> it, it, years ago, I had a lady ask if she could get baptized privately, and I said, no. Mm. It's a public thing. Now, it doesn't have to be in weekend services. Sure. Like, I, I don't want to be a legalist, legalist about it, but I'm like, no, you can't do that. Um, there, there is, there are mysterious elements where God works with us in a mysterious way that are beyond words, but they're not beyond parameters. Mm -hmm. And this, this question of, do you have to be baptized to be saved? I'm like, no, because there's a parameter that God is not mysterious about. Well, then what all is baptism? I'm like, it's a bunch. <laughs> it's a whole important thing. And part of it, honestly, is beyond me being able to... I can give you the textbook answers. They're not sure. that hard. But like, it, something else happens beyond mm-hmm. 
a textbook. Why, why when people baptize, why do they come up out of the water with a smile? Why do we cheer? Mm-hmm. We're not cheering because you got wet, and you're not getting wet to get saved. Right. If, if baptism was a method to salvation, then you would baptize people by the point of a sword. Right. All, all, the logic ultimately would say that. Now, my friends who believe that baptism ties to they'd be like, no, 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 because it's, it's the grace of God. I'm like, right, it's the grace of God. So, like, <laughs> so, we're going to be very close on this issue. They're, some are going to say salvation, baptism. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say grace alone, and some of them are going to say no. Most people on this issue, even if you even if you disagree, are going to wind up with some version of it's the grace of God that mm-hmm. saves. Yep. And and so um, that's just what I believe. I don't believe you should be a believer for for years and not be baptized. Mm-hmm. I think you're disobeying God. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why he said, and baptize them in the name of the Father, and in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And there's scriptural reasons, there's logic to it, and then there's a, a mysterious relational reasons that mm-hmm. are important to God. Yeah. I also think, let me say this, this is, I think this is important. If you're a Christ follower, I, I do not believe you should never take communion. If you are a Christian mm, mm-hmm. and you don't come to communion when it's offered corporately uh, in a spiritual, it can be a small group or it can be a, like when we do big ones at the church, I think you're disobeying God. Now, I don't mean that legalistically. I'm not saying like, you know, I was throwing up and I stayed home. I don't mean that at all. But I'm like, there is no room in the scripture for a believer's life to be devoid of communion. Mm-hmm. And if you said why... I would say, well, because the Lord commanded it, here's these practical things, and then there's something about being at communion. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a spiritual, relational mystery. By the way, since we're on a roll, mm-hmm. same thing's true of coming to church. Sure. The, the church online, church twice a year, no, not if you're a believer. The Bible specifically says, do not forsake the, the assembling of yourselves together. Well, why? I can give you a Bible verse. I can give you all kinds of practical reasons. And then I can tell you this. When you come to church and you're here with God's people, it feels completely different than when you're watching it on a TV screen at home alone. Mm-hmm. God interacts with us differently. So sometimes there's times when we like do what God says. There's logic and reason behind it. But it doesn't really make sense mm-hmm. until you do what God says, mm-hmm. and and then you're like, I'm not sure I can explain all this, but I see now why He says it. And those types of things wind up in those categories, and um, it can be beyond description. And that's why sometimes we obey by faith and love, and and we do it and then we're glad we did kind of a thing. Yeah, when we engage in those practices, especially with the heart to seek after God, 
it's amazing how our love for him grows. Yeah. And that's that's what God's trying to cultivate. He's not saying you better do these things, in this case, bapti- baptism, communion, and go to church because I said so. He's like, I'm, I'm actually trying to bring you into the loving relationship that you long for. And by the way, that's the number one thing that I said is the most important thing for all of humanity is to love me and then love other people. And so if we're forsaking some of these clearest things that he's laid out before us, then we're missing the opportunity through disobedience to even experience some of the love that he has for us. So it's really, really helpful, Jeff. Well, I hope this is helpful for you, and if you have questions like this, you can always submit those at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. And in this case, if we can help you take these unique next steps, perhaps it's time to get baptized. We would honestly love to journey with you uh, in that, to have the conversation, to walk through that and meet you there uh, at the water, so to speak, and uh, allow you to experience that spiritual um, symbol. If you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. And if you're looking for a church family to follow after Christ and to continue to encourage one another to do so, you can always find us here at Grace Church in person or online. Well, thanks so much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.